Welcome to Chucky Radio. That music was by Joseph McDade. JosephMcDade.com So I had to make a little bit of a change for this episode. Unfortunately, my friend wasn't available to help me tell the can Yacht Party story. So I'm going to save that for a later day. But this time I'm going to tell the story about how I got involved with the documentary I'm currently producing. So the question is, if you found out your friend had purchased a piece of art online and are now being told it could be worth over a million dollars, would you want to get involved in that documentary? This, my friends, is the story of how I got involved in Picasso's Christ. So this story begins, as a lot of my stories, is I kind of stumbled into this project. In my background, some of you know, but some of you don't know, is I actually was involved in producing independent films. Back in the early 2000s, I produced a film that uh, we sold to HBO, and then later on I was involved in producing a film that we sold to Lionsgate. I got out of the film business, but what was interesting is I've always kept in touch and I made some great relationships in the film business. So I get this notice about this documentary film, uh, I get GoFundMe, and it's called Wonder Women. And so I check it out. It looks interesting. It's about super heroines, and I ended up putting a hundred bucks into it. And so, you know, it was for a good cause. It was, you know, they interviewed Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman, and kind of go into this whole theme. I get this other notice, and it's a buddy of mine, Gabriel Horn, and he's raising money for a documentary he's doing. So. I don't even bother to look at the documentary. I just said, you know what? Another cool documentary. I'm sure it's a good cause. So I throw a hundred bucks into it. You know, I'm going to get a thank you on the film, just like I did with Wonder Women, which actually ended up premiering at South by Southwest, which is cool. And I go about my my day. Well, about a week later, I take a look. I'm, I see the link again in my email. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see what I threw a hundred bucks into. And so I take a look at the teaser that Gabriel had done for this film. And it's this crazy story. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, wait a second. I'm like, this is this is amazing. And so talk a little bit about this story. I actually have Gabriel Horn here on the line with me. Are you there, Gabriel? I'm here, Chucky. <laughs> so... So this teaser I see online, you know, you guys had put this together for the GoFundMe to try to attract a few investors, right? Or actually some donations. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd been I'd been shooting footage off and on with anybody that knew or understood art, and, you know, art history and understood Picasso and uh, it was familiar and could point me in the right direction to authenticate this piece of artwork. So what was what was interesting to me is this teaser you have online. It talks about how you ended up picking up this piece of art on the internet, right? Yeah, I did. I I purchased it at an online auction. I didn't think I was actually going to win the the piece of artwork. It did cost a bit of money, and I submitted a a high bid and went to bed. And I woke up the next morning. I had actually won. This thing is a sketch, right? A charcoal sketch of Jesus Christ. Correct. And correct. the thing is signed by Picasso. 
signed by Picasso. And, and so you got to be thinking I, to yourself, you got to be thinking like, shit, how the hell did I buy a Picasso? I mean, come on, we're talking Picasso, right? No, how- not really. I, I, I knew I'd, I'd been shopping for art for a while. And I kind of I had my eye on this one for, man, I, I probably watched it for a week or more and just researching, researching and researching. And, and I just I fell in love with it. I mean, I absolutely fell in love with it. I didn't honestly think I was going to win it. I'm glad I did. It has changed my life. <laughs> okay, so so, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that got me. This is this is my hook, and this is yeah. what sucked me back into the film industry after being out for. I mean, this is what we. This all happened what two years ago, right? And so, so. yeah. So so, literally, I've been out of the film industry for like ten years since right. the last time I was involved in actually distributing a film. And I kind of swore off the film industry. And so right. I see this teaser and you've got this charcoal sketch, Jesus Christ signed by Picasso. And all of a sudden I'm realizing you're showing like these clips about how Picassos are selling for like tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Right, right, exactly. And so all of a sudden it's like, whoa, wait a second. So I call you up and I'm like, dude, like what's the deal? Is this thing like real? Is it, is it like, is it worth something? And so you're like being told this thing could be worth like a million dollars, right? Right. And that's what, that was the gamble. That was the gamble is that I I knew when I bought it that I would still have to potentially work through an authentication process. Right. And so I knew from day one that I wanted to create a documentary about what it takes because I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything online. There weren't documentaries. I mean, maybe Who the Blank is Jackson Pollock is probably the closest. In fact, that would be the closest. That, that was the closest. When I when that, I watched that, that documentary, closest, you, that was basically the only reference. That was Jackson Pollock, but it, it gives a it gives a hard look into what she went through to authenticate, right. try to authenticate that Jackson Pollock. The point you, is, is that is that being, being an artist myself and a filmmaker. I knew that this was the perfect subject for a documentary. This piece of art, how could how could some how could a drawing from 1906 be be virtually undiscovered so many years later? That had my attention as well as the uh, monetary value that it could be worth. And I and I had people tell, I've had people tell me that you know it's priceless. It's, it could it's priceless. It, it could be priceless, now, now, quote unquote, yeah. priceless. If it's a real Picasso, it could yeah. quote unquote be priceless. Right. Because it's a sketch of Jesus Christ, which has the religious value to it. And but, then, also the, but also how old it is and, and where Picasso was in his life and what he was going through, what, what this drawing could have meant in the moment. Right. You know, that, that had impact on and, the, and the fact the that you traced it to an El Greco, which we know El Greco was a big influence of Picasso. And for those who don't know, because I didn't know any of this stuff, I got into this thing. I'm a business finance major at a college, right? And I get involved in this thing. I know nothing about art. And now I'm like speaking lingo about art and shit that I like never freaking had in my vocabulary before. So oh, yeah, uh, no, I can re- I can relate. I thought I I thought I knew about art eleven years ago, and now I, oh my gosh, you you know so Every, much more. Going learn, yeah. yeah, everybody should learn about art by trying to authenticate a piece of art because because you get to experience every facet, the good and the bad of the art world. Right. You know? So El Greco was this famous artist back in the fifteen hundreds who did a lot of religious pieces, right? That's all he. That's all he. That's all he did. Because right. back then, you know, you you the only people paying for art 
you were being commissioned by the church or right. you know wealthy wealthy the wealthiest of people and so he ha- he was a you know well-known famous artist which of course i didn't even know who the heck el greco was it means the greek greek and then he went to spain and declared that he was he he walked into spain with his arms in the air and his canvas and a brush saying that he was greater than all of the greats before him <laughs> taishi and michelangelo dude, Raphael, dude, these yeah. these characters in the art world and art history are actually pretty amazing i mean like like i slept well, through like no, no. art class or an art history class in college right and all of a sudden i'm like right. learning about all this stuff as we're doing this documentary i'm like holy cow there's some interesting characters in well, this freaking the, that's you know, what that's what was so amazing world. it doesn't take long to research Picasso, uh, his attribution to El Greco. Picasso and El Greco shared the same amount of, I think, creative genius, but also kind of a bit of narcissism. And even though El Greco proclaimed himself the greatest artist in the world as he entered, you know, town, look how he fell in history. His paintings are right there with all of the greats. Right. Well, <laughs> and, 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 and I guess did the, Picasso did the same thing. Right. And, and 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 I guess my point was is you obviously discovered just by looking at the sketch. And I mean, who was it that actually identified the fact that that, was, that sketch was, was from an El Greco? That was our co-producer Tom Huckabee. Oh, so he's the one yeah. who researched, and he's the one that realized. no, he didn't even research. He didn't even research. Tom is just that educated wow. in, in the arts and because i thought for i don't know maybe a year or something that it was this peaceful drawing of christ knocking on a door right. and it, and i'm not kidding you within five seconds of tom huckabee holding it in his hands he said you need to google el greco christ driving the traitors from the temple and and i was like what and i did and boom there it is that's that it was the study i, I right love i love it when you do tom huckabee impersonations because it's like so dead on <laughs> and, and i love tom man what a great guy you know oh, I mean, yeah he's he's, he's a fort worth boy stuff. i grew up in arlington you know, he's been like an amazing filmmaker in the years. He grew up with, you know, Bill Paxton, God rest his soul. And, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's been neat to work with you on this documentary and then, you know, getting to spend more time with guys like Tom and, and sure. being involved. So, so back to this, 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 this beginning of us kind of coming together and me seeing this. Well, what I just hope for from the beginning is that we, get the truth and discover an incredible story. And if the art is real, well, then there's substantial value there. And I've been able to unearth a really incredible story. If the art is not real, well, then I've been able to unearth an incredible story. Exactly. And and that's why I have stayed on this investigation for 11 years. Wow. And so part of my getting involved and once, you know, we kind of created this LLC to bring investors and start really getting some funding to be able to do some things right. And what I'm finding as we're going down this path is, you know, and I've said this to several people is like, man, the things that we're uncovering, the things we're discovering, it's like you couldn't make this stuff up. I mean, no, it's pretty incredible. It is, it yeah. is fucking amazing. Now, so, if, if somebody, if somebody told me the day I pushed the button on the online auction that uh, that it would take over a decade, <laughs> and I would spend you know all this money and it would cost me all this emotional drainage and and uh, that I would have to come face to face with a murderer in prison and deal with the underbelly of the art world and you know 
all the uh, things that we've had to deal with up to this point. Yeah, and, 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 and we're still not right. done, obviously. No, know? we're still not still not done. We're reaching out this week to the the New York FBI Art Crime Division, yeah, who's helping us track down some. Infamous for- forgers, and you know we're still trying to get to the bottom of it. So, so the point I was I was getting to was, and here's a part that I get excited about because, you know, I'm still doing this part time. We're all kind of just like working on this, you and I, as we can. You know, there's no money to be made for us to produce this thing. This is right. this is this is truly. A passion project, right? At this point, it's become. This is an obsession project. It's an obsession <laughs> project. I love that. This is an obs- It's not no longer a passion it's, it's project. Not, it's not it's an get. obsession project. But yeah, what it gets not- me excited is the story is so good that I know this is going to make a great narrative feature film. Like the shit that we've come across, the things that have happened, the things that we've learned. Again, you can't make this shit up. And when I tell people the story, when I meet new people and I and I tell them some of the stuff that we've been through and what we've uncovered, they're just like, holy cow, a- amazing story. And in fact, and I won't disclose who and all that, but there's a significant person in the film industry that I had drinks with a few months ago, and they were an executive producer on a film that won a couple Oscars. Great guy. You know, it's kind of cool that I've had access to meet people like this because I've got a cool story to tell and mm-hmm. I've gotten to be, you know, hopefully a little bit personal friends with the guy as well. But the thing that I really thought was interesting was when I told him the story and I said, Hey, I want this to become a narrative feature. He's like, Charles. Just let me know when you're ready to do it. I'm in. And I'm like, wow, that's that's how powerful a story. And and this is a guy that gets approached by a lot of people. Sure. You know, I've I've actually heard from other people it's like, oh, you're talking to him? Like, holy cow. You know, right. everyone's trying to trying to get him to get involved in their project because the guy's done well and he's had, you know, he's had some success in the industry. So anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. Obviously, we gotta finish this documentary first and foremost. And then mm-hmm. secondly, I'm excited with the possibilities of what could become as far as a narrative feature film. And yeah. you know, you and I have already talked some about planting the seeds on like you know, there's there's a particular actress I've thought about that, you know, I had worked with before who's done really well recently that I'd love to get plugged into this, you know, mm-hmm. some things like that. So it's exciting. It's fun. We've got more episodes of Chucky Radio to go into more detail about the crazy things that have happened so far in this documentary. Right. But I wanted to do this episode to kind of just introduce how I got involved. And as I said in the beginning, what would you do if you found out your friend bought a piece of art online that can now be worth a million plus dollars? And what did Chucky do? He jumps in head first. Yep. He's and like, thank you, dude. <laughs> there have dude. been times when, when you have literally saved my life. Oh, buddy. Dude. I it's, mean, it's, you, it's, know it's I, been... you know, I let this and I can't wait for your audience yeah. to see this incredible documentary because man, Charles, it's, it really shows what, Man, you you have to have patience and oh, yeah. endurance and 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 a lot of resources and yeah. a lot of help from friends to be able to properly authenticate, a, you know, what could be a masterwork. And I mean, honestly, honestly, Gabriel, it's been like awesome getting to know you better, becoming close. I mean, you know, you're like a brother to me now, dude. And and that's the one thing I will say, like even from my 
other years in the film industry that I went through my struggles and all that, that even though I went through some really hard times, at the end of the day, wow, what amazing people I have relationships with because of those experiences. And, you know, you can't put a price tag on that. I mean, you, you've met some of the people, you know, like Kayvon, for example. I mean, oh, amazing yeah. guy yeah. who I call a friend and a brother. And it's all because of I would have never met a guy like this. I would have never created these kind of relationships if I hadn't been involved in, in distributing his film. So, mm-hmm. you know, same here, buddy. I mean, it's like, wow, so far it's been such an amazing experience and it's pretty awesome. So this is only the first of many installments that we will touch base on the progress of Picasso Christ. What I'm really hoping is, you know, what, a year from now or less, we'll be doing a Chucky radio episode talking about how amazing our premiere was at some major festival or some major venue that we put together. Because you know how much I love freaking throwing a big party and doing a big premiere. Right. So that's definitely (laughs) going to be in the works when we get this thing done. So. Yeah, looking forward to it, man. We've got we've got a bit of work ahead of us, but uh, with a story like this, it, you know, it's just it never it, it never ends. I know. I There's know. just too many too many roads. Awesome. Thank you, Gabriel, for helping me with this episode of Chucky Radio. If you want to see a little bit about this documentary, go to YouTube and search Picasso's Christ, and you'll find a nice little teaser on the Arrival Pictures YouTube channel. You can also go to the film's website, www.picassoschrist.com. Thank you for listening to Chucky Radio. Until next time, peace out.